The time has come to start handing out report cards for the Carolina Hurricanes season. In today's episode of Locked on Hurricanes, we will be grading the team as a whole. You guys had a lot to say about this when I asked you guys, and what did you guys have to say? We will discuss that in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Thursday afternoon. And follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Subscribe on YouTube and make sure you have your notifications on for the audio versions as well. And like I said, it is now time to start handing out the report cards for the Carolina Hurricanes for the 2021-2022 season. And in today's episode, we will be grading the team as a whole. After this, we will dive into individual players as well as the 500th episode special of the Locked On Hurricanes Awards. And so diving into the team as a whole. As you guys know, I put out a poll on social media for you guys to go and grade the team as a whole, as well as all the other players, as well as, you know, give you guys, you know, space to talk about what you feel, you know, the team can improve upon and, you know, all that good stuff. So for the team as a whole, I personally gave the team a B for this season and 50% of you guys agreed with that also giving the team a B obviously there are several A's as well as a couple C's as as well but you know again 50% of y'all were giving the team a B and you know diving into the positives we're gonna talk about the positives first I think that you know, we all know this was a record-setting season for the Hurricanes in terms of the points they had, the wins they had, the penalty killing, and that is fantastic. And that is really what carried a lot of this is you know they had such a great regular season. And another thing that I think they did really, really well was how well they handled their roster turnover because heading into the season that was something that I was concerned about as well as a lot of other people were concerned about was they had to rebuild like half of their roster and and replace some really key guys you had to replace your entire goaltending uh tandem you had to replace Dougie Hamilton like I want to say it was like half of the uh defensemen had to be replaced you essentially had to rebuild the majority of your bottom six forward wise, or at least your bottom line uh, for that part. You had kind of some other guys, you know, kind of got shifted around, but you had to do a whole lot of stuff with your roster 
this season and for the Hurricanes to have come out well heck just starting the regular season as well as they did and then continue that success throughout the regular season and you know even in their slumps you know they were still able to set those records set you know franchise record for most points in a season most wins in a season best penalty killing percentage in a season they're able to do all of that and that led them to their first metro division title you know they had obviously won the southeast division a couple times and yeah, actually more than a couple i think they won it like three times i believe and then they won the central division last year in the realigned division and then now they won the metro division for the first time and it's also back-to-back division titles central last year metro this year i think that is absolutely great stuff for the hurricanes and again they're just continue to build and build and build and get more and more successful and the upward trajectory that started when the team got bought and Don Waddell took over as GM, Rod Brenmore as head coach, that upward trajectory is continued to go up, which is fantastic for the team, the organization, the fans. It's great for us. It's great for us all. And speaking of that upward trajectory, you have you know a lot of other guys guys on the roster stepping up and you know developing their games and taking on bigger roles with teams. Sebastian Ajo is a great example of that this year. Yeah, this was his first year with an A on his on the front of his jersey. That was something that you know I'd said a while back that I want to see from him and see him take on a leadership role with the team. And we'll talk more about that, you know, whenever we talk about him specifically but you got him stepping up and continue to just have an upward trajectory on his season Andre Svechkov, Seth Jarvis, Nino Niederreiter, Jacob Slavin and you also have both of your new goalies Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta both coming into new systems and absolutely killing it. Freddie you know, had he not gotten hurt at the tail end of the season maybe he was a Vezina finalist as well a lot of folks thought he would be, but yeah, you know, he's had a little shaky and then he got hurt. So yeah, you know, I feel that kind of put him out of there. And then also making an all-star game. Your goaltending team, two new goalies going out and winning the Jennings trophy as well. I think that is great in just the way these guys were able to step up. And again, you know, talking about developing guys, Seth Jarvis is a big one there. Again, you know, a kid coming in from juniors. You know, it was kind of made, it was either NHL or bust, or not necessarily like a draft bust, but you know, it, he had to go back to juniors, and there was nothing left for him there, and he really earned his spot here on the Hurricanes roster, and they made it impossible for to send him back down, and that is fantastic, and he continued to develop and just be a great player for the Hurricanes all season long go to the playoffs you know we'll talk a little bit more about that with the negatives but he was arguably the best player in the playoffs aside from Antti Ranta and that just really speaks a lot to just how good this kid is and the potential that he has to really be a key piece of this franchise moving forward he's 20 years old he was 19 at the start of the season 
So for that, it is amazing, and the future is extremely bright there. And again, I feel another thing that, you know, we talked about, you know, whenever the team got eliminated, you know, just things like, hey, you know, be positive. This was their fourth straight trip to the playoffs, something they'd never done before. And then coming off a decade of not making the playoffs, I think that is an extremely, extremely good thing. And that just, again, goes back to the upward trajectory that this franchise and organization is just on. They got the right folks in charge, and they're not perfect. There are mistakes that have been made this year, and we'll talk about that. But as a whole, the season was a success. It was absolutely a success. And to say that it was a failure is completely absurd. Did it end disappointingly? Absolutely. But it was not an all-out failure. And, yeah, there's room to be made. That's why, you know, they got to be on the season. That's why I gave them that. That's why you gave them that. Because there is room for improvement. And we'll talk about what didn't go right for them this season right after this quick break. Don't you guys just love a good chewy chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? So good. And what if I told you that you can have all of that plus 17 grams of protein? Well, you're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. And you got to act fast because they are definitely a fan favorite. They're one of mine. So forget about the dessert and whatnot. These are better than dessert, plus the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. The best part, these caramel brownies are covered in 100% real chocolate. So with Built Bars, you guys know you don't have to sacrifice taste for health. You can have both. And all of Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. There are a million reasons why you should try Built Bars, but for now, let's just say Caramel Brownie Built Bars will rock your world, and that's not an understatement either. With Built, tasty is the new healthy, so go to Built.com and get your box of Caramel Brownie Bars right now. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, looking at the negatives on this season, the one that's fresh on everyone's brain is the playoffs. And I think that is honestly probably the biggest negative for the Hurricanes this season is just how they performed in the playoffs. Obviously, at home, they were fantastic. You know, they went 7-1 and one at home with that one loss being the, one, the game that they were eliminated in. So... You look at that and, you know, yeah, you played well at home for the most part, but on the road, you never won a single game on the road in the playoffs. Your power play was absolutely abysmal. And it wasn't just a playoffs for the power play either. You really go back to the beginning of March and you, you can really see the downfall of the power play. And it was had a couple hit and miss moments before then as well. I remember around like Thanksgiving time, it was pretty rough, but it was able to bounce back. But the power play was a really big thing in the playoffs as well. And you can honestly chalk up 
you know, the poor performance of the power play to being a major factor of why the Hurricanes got eliminated in the first place. You know, I said, you know, going into that Rangers series, or, you know, whenever it was like game six, game seven, that they could maybe make it past the Rangers, you know, if they didn't win on the road, if they couldn't get the power play going. But they would not get past Tampa, for sure. And, you know, they end up getting eliminated by the Rangers because they couldn't get it done on the road and their power play stunk. It stunk at home, too. Yeah, you had a couple of power play goals here and there, but as a whole, your power play stunk all postseason long. Penalty kill was really good at home. On the road, it was kind of mid, to be honest. So the Hurricanes, you know, they playoff-wise, you, know, you, you, you got to game seven in the second round. That's about the only positive I can say there because the power, the performance they gave in the playoffs was disappointing. Like I said, you know, the season was not a failure or anything like that. It was not. But the playoffs and the way things ended there, that was is a disappointing end to an otherwise really good season. And you know, I mentioned the power play. You know that is something that they are really, really going to have to work on this season or this off season and next season. A lot of folks have said power play coach, special teams coach. They need that because that has really been the defining issue for the past four postseasons. Is just you know how poorly the special teams have been, power play specifically. They cannot get it done on the power play, and they are going to have to if they want to stand a chance at winning a Stanley Cup. You can't have such a lackluster power play to to win a Stanley Cup. I know mathematically and whatnot, yeah, they could have made it to the Stanley Cup final, never won a away playoff game, and... Let's be honest, that wasn't going to happen. It obviously didn't happen, but they have seriously got to get something going with their power play. Penalty killing is fine. It, again, consistency would probably be the one thing I would say there, You know, looking at the playoffs of just how Jacqueline Hyde it was, uh, really good at home, pretty crap on the road. But not, they've got to get their power play going. And it needs to consistently be good. No, none of this hot and cold stuff that we saw so often throughout the season is got to consistently be good. And we don't have to, you know, worry about, you know, how we are with penalty killing. Like, okay, yeah, they're probably going to kill this off. We need a power play unit where we can be confident, like, hey, they're probably going to go down there and score. And even if they don't score, it's not going to be a waste of a power play, and they're going to have some momentum on their side. Because so often, you know, it just feels like they don't even have any momentum on the power play. They, they're just, you know, moving the puck around. And, you know, again, it doesn't necessarily have to be the best power play in the league. It'd be nice, of course, but... Just one that's consistent, consistently good, not consistently bad, I should say. But that's going to be big. And you know, a something that Rod Brindamore brought up in you know post game seven is you know how this team is built differently, how you know they have you know very balanced offense, and it just doesn't necessarily fall to just one guy, one or two guys. 
I think that's honestly something that's hurting them is that lack of a true goal scorer. And because you look at the remaining teams, you know, in the playoffs, you know, yeah, Edmonton's out now, but we're going to count them in there as well. They all four of those remaining teams, they have guys that are goal scorers. And the Carolina Hurricanes don't. And I think that is definitely something that they that hurt them this season. I would say going into the season, it's one of those, it's a positive and a negative because I like that they let their guys, you know, here's the keys, go get it done. And, you know, had some of these guys who not been out with COVID or hurt, yeah, they probably could have set new career highs. Andrei Sveshkov did, you know, but had Sebastian Ajo played every game or more games than he did, he could have set new career highs. Same with Tavo Teravai and same, the other guys. Uh, so it, it's one of those things where it is positive in like the regular season, but I think in the playoffs they need that guy that can go down there and score a goal because they're quite often where you know you, you didn't have that. And that's something that I do feel was a negative for the season is the lack that they never went out and got one. Uh, whether free agency, trade deadline, or, or whatever. I think that's something I really need to work on. And, you know, the elephant in the room with this season is the damage they did to their reputation. Uh, I don't think that can be ignored. We talked about it a lot, you know, whenever the Tony D'Angelo signing happened. And, you know, frankly, trading for Max Domi, that didn't help it either. You know, having you know been an organization that you know, has so often you know said that, you know, everyone is welcome and, you know, hockey is for everyone, you know, all that stuff to bring in guys like that with those reputations. That's not the message you're sending. You're not sending a everyone is welcome here type message when you bring in those types of guys. We'll see what happens, you know, come off season wise, whether or not they do any, whether or not they bring those guys back or, or not. But, they seriously hurt their reputation this year. And I don't think it's something that can be ignored. I know a lot of folks, you know, don't care. Uh, they're like, oh, you know, they're, they're winning. You know, they, you know, they look at all the positives for the season. They don't look at the negatives. And fine, you know, I, I don't agree with that. But, you know, if that's you do you, I guess. But. I it can't be ignored of just the reputation hit that the Hurricanes decided to take this year, and I said it when it was I've mentioned it multiple times actually that article that Sarah Sivian from the Athletic wrote, whenever the D'Angelo signing happened, that they don't care, they don't care what I think, they don't care what you think, you know, they're, they're going to do what's best for business. And they felt that letting Dougie Hamilton walk and bring in Tony Angelo, that was what was best for business. And then trading for Max Domi at the trade deadline, they felt that was what was best for business. And yeah, uh, I think it really hurt their reputation. And you know, the whole bunch of jerks, being a fun moniker, it really, you know, be like, oh, yeah, you are. Look at who you're employing. And, yeah, so I, I do think, you know, that is something that you're really going to have to work on next year. But, you know, 
moving away from that, and you know, we're going to discuss what you guys felt the team needed to improve upon and whether or not you guys had fun this year. And we will talk about that stuff right after this. Now, folks, we are back. And, you know, I, I mentioned you know, what you guys felt that the team needed to improve upon. And we agreed on quite a bit of it. You know, a lot of it was the same stuff over and over. So, you know, power play, you know, was a big one. Yeah, absolutely. Same with the goal score. You know, we, we need that. And, you know, I think you know, another one that was brought up was discipline. Yeah, I, I agree there. I think the team does need to work on their discipline a bit more, especially you, know, you look at the playoffs and just the amount of penalties that they're taking, and can't it can't happen. I get there are going to be soft calls you know, in the regular season playoffs. Heck, in the preseason, there's going to be soft calls. But you need to do what you – they need to do what they can to minimize that stuff. They need to really tighten up. Playoffs especially, I think that was what really put it all under a microscope. But they do need to tighten up when it comes to penalties. They absolutely do. Andre Sveshikov, a big one there. You know, I get, you know, we know we're probably going to get a couple penalties from him every game. But he was better this year. He wasn't as bad uh, as, you know, like last year where it really felt the rest were really just kind of going after him. You know, he couldn't get on the ice without taking a penalty. Uh, and this season was better for him in that regard. And I do think you know, he's he's obviously still very, very young. And you know, he's going to continue to develop. And it's not going to be an overnight change. But him specifically, I, I do want to see him working on improving that next year. As well as obviously everyone else on the team as well. But, you know, I steps were made for him this year. But, you know, we'll talk more about that whenever we talk about him and give him his report card. Um uh, Another one that was brought up was toughness, and this is one I'm kind of on the fence with, honestly, you guys, because uh, yeah, they said that we were getting pushed around by the Rangers in the playoffs, and I, I can see your argument there, but I could also, you, know, you look at the Boston series. You know, we were pushing them around, and whenever they pushed us, we pushed back, and this isn't the Hurricanes you know, from the previous three years where, yeah, I would say we did need some toughness. And we did get pushed around. But I would honestly argue this year that wasn't necessarily the case. And, you know, because this isn't, you know, the eight, 70s, 80s, 90s where, you know, everyone's dropping the gloves, you know, every five minutes. You know, this is not, it's not that anymore. But, you know, I do see your argument of, you know, all right, you know, we do need, you know, some guys that are, they're going to uh, go out there, you know, stick up for their teammates. Because I will say, you know, it does feel like sometimes, you know, a guy gets hit and, you know, no one goes out there, you know, sticks up for him. Not necessarily dropping the gloves, but, you know, you guys know what I mean. You know, going out there, you know, uh, you know you know, letting the other team know that, hey, you're not going to push us around like that. Not necessarily you know, dirty hits or anything like that. You know, that stuff has no place in the game, but you know, not getting pushed around. Uh, I do feel the Hurricanes have gotten immensely better in that. And I, but yeah, there is room for improvement, and that's where I do see y'all's argument. One where I don't see is the bottom six. I could see the bottom three, the fourth line, maybe needing a little improvement. 
But like the third line, the third line was our best line all season long. Yeah, we need to get uh, Nino Niederreiter re-signed, of course. But the third line was our best line pretty much all season. So, you know, I don't necessarily agree there uh, with the whole bottom six. I would say the bottom line itself. I, I could see some stuff getting shifted around. I, Not really I could see it. I can almost guarantee you stuff is going to get shifted around this offseason due to how much turnover there is going to be this offseason because the Hurricanes got a lot of free agents. And you look at Gasperi Cottingemi, him getting you know that uh, long-term extension. So you imagine, all right, he's probably going to move off of that bottom line. Uh, maybe you know, he starts there uh, at the start of the season, but you know maybe a quarter of the way, midway through, you know he's moving on up through the lineup, almost akin to Seth Jarvis. You know he started kind of lower down in the lineup, and by the end of the season, you know, he's a top-line guy. So. Stuff is going to move, but I wouldn't say the bottom six as a whole. I would just say the fourth line as is what is going to need some improvement. Because I would say that was probably our shakiest line all season long. And lastly, uh, you know, I asked, you know, in there, you know, did you guys have fun this season? Because, you know, everyone will get caught up, you know, in you know, getting eliminated from the playoffs and yeah, the power play stinking and, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, yeah, did you guys have fun this season? I personally, I did. And 91.7% of you guys said, yes, you did have fun. And then 8.3% said somewhat. I don't think we got any votes for no, I didn't have fun this year. And so that is, again, a great positive, you know, that, large majority their overwhelming majority of folks they had fun this season it was a fun season and again we go back to the regular season just the record setting season that it was most points in franchise history most wins in franchise history best penalty killing percentage in franchise history another division title you know, our young guys, you know, continue to step up and develop and get better year after year after year. That's all great, great stuff. And I'm glad that you guys had fun watching the Hurricanes this year. I'm glad you had fun listening and watching the show this year because I had fun watching the team as well. It sucked at times, but overall, I had fun this year as well. Watching the team, talking about team, I had fun, and I hope you guys did as well. And 91.7% of you said that you did, so that's great. And in the meantime, make sure you follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode where we start handing out individual player report cards with Sebastian Ajo being first.